Logan Bright brings up an interesting, like, uh, we were talking about, like, Rudy Gobert's not going to get that money on the market, right? So um, part of that um, is, like, okay, you can say, Rudy, hey, we can pay you X amount more than every other team, but it's going to be X amount less than what, you know, you can maximize your earnings. Um, and we've been, we've talked about how Rudy's a prideful guy, and um, it's easy for a lot of Joe Schmoes out there, you know, who are just working the nine to five jobs, to say, well, you know, just pay more money than everybody else, and the the, the player's going to want it. But you know, that takes away that that only uh, that's only taking the assumption that players only want money. Players want respect. Players um, uh, want to feel like they're wanted, right? And um, uh, that sort of comes out to like what happened with the Jordan Clarkson signing, um, uh, the other big Jazz signing um, uh, this year, bringing back Jordan Clarkson at uh, roughly about thirteen million dollars a year. Um, and two, I want to say a lot of people, um, probably more than a lot of Jazz fans felt comfortable with a, a number that Jazz fans. Um, uh, uh, I mean, honestly, if the Jazz fans had got him. Uh, for the mid-level, you know, like the 9.5 million, I think a lot of people would have been ecstatic because this was kind of a small market. Like we talk about favors, how there was no market out there, um, and how the you know the same thing happened with Jordan Clarkson. This is a there was there was a very small market, uh, and I think it's interesting because this is well, where the Jazz. Go ahead, Dennis sorry. Lindsay. Well, Dennis Lindsay went into that a lot the other day on the radio, and um, I actually read a couple things that said the market for Clarkson was more robust than people realize and that there were some, you know, big market teams, teams that were, that were like, Hey, come play for us. And well, I mean, we saw, I mean, so we, we saw the Hawks spend a lot of their money, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, would the Hawks would have spent the same money on Clarkson as they would want to go get, you know, Bogdan Bogdanovich or, uh, cause I mean, that's the same position, right? Bogdan right. and, and, uh, Clarkson. So, were the Hawks going to give Clarkson $17 million? Mm, Maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, they, they had to go through restricted free agency to go get uh, Bogdan, so maybe not. The Knicks might have, but um, th- there's a lot of um, – uh, if you look at what the Knicks kind of did, the Knicks were looking for more um, cap-friendly deals that they took to keep um, uh, to keep their options open long-term, right? Um, so, you know, let, let's, let's pretend – that Dennis Lindsay was lying to us, um, and Never. that yeah, because <laughs> like you know, I mean, I'm just I, I'm not saying he's an untruthful guy. Just I, I'm just saying there's no reason for him to be like, yeah, we overpaid Jordan Clarkson. You know, there, yeah. there's no re- reason for him to say that. So let, let's go off what a lot of people are thinking out there is that the Jazz bid against themselves, um, and uh, I mean. We went back and forth on this pod for the last two months that we thought the Jazz were going to sign Jordan Clarkson, and we kept coming up with numbers anywhere between eight million dollars a year to, you know, a one-year deal at ten million, and thir- we, I don't think we ever hit thirteen until Tony Jones mentioned it on his podcast. But um, how do you feel about paying Jordan Clarkson, you know, what we think above market value is? Well, I think I'm fine with it, just because, uh, like, if if the trends continue and he plays. Uh, you know, around the level of what he played last year, I think he's worth it. Uh, obviously, if there's some drop off, you know, that's going to be a tough, uh, tough sell. But you know, it is what it is. And so, I mean, if, if, if I was be- if I was better at this, I would have researched like, and I meant to do this, and I started building Legos and <laughs> lost my train of mind. But I was trying to figure out like comparable players, name and what they're making annually. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I understand that we can establish as jazz hands what we think the market is, but that's, I mean, we all see, well, this is the set. We also thought that favors was going to get more money and mm-hmm. it was pretty well in line with the market and what he got. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know by NBA standards. I mean, you're right. Lindsay's got no reason to to say, Hey, we made a stupid, a, a bad call here. I, I, I've got no idea. Um, it seems, it seems like just, it, does, it doesn't seem terrible. And if you're saying he's in the $10 million range, I mean, 3 million a year, I know it's not, uh, you know, it's, it's not, it, it is money accounts for something, but it, I don't see it as being a make or break situation. It just, it just unload whatever's Ed Davis's are that year. And just, <laughs> well, and that, that's what the Jets have done this year, right? Like it, that extra 3 million for, um, 
Jordan Clarkson is what cost the Jazz, and this is going to set uh, Dragon Squatch on a rage here, is that the Jazz basically have to lose every second-round pick they have for next don't time. Even, don't even say it. Don't even say it. <laughs> <laughs> like, they have to unload uh, Tony Bradley, a uh, first-round pick they made uh, a couple of years ago, Rajon Tucker, Ed Davis, um, number one RIP Tony Bradley. You were a favorite on this podcast to talk about, I guess. <laughs> Who's Tony Bradley played for now? What team he ended up on? I don't know. He went to the Pistons and then he went somewhere else. I don't know where he went. So um, I I lost. Uh, he 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 left my consciousness as soon as he was traded. He's on the Sixers. Well, there you go. Uh, hopefully the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, coming for that starting spot. He's gonna he's gonna just place Joel Embiid. Uh, yes. Joel, watch your back. Watch your back. <laughs> yeah, Tony, Bradley. Tony Bradley's in the. Um, so I mean, so like so, just just small things that the Jazz did, like give, giving Tony Bradley the player option or the team option last year, signing Rajon Tucker to a um, guaranteed contract last year, um, you know Jordan Clarkson for a little bit above, like because the Jazz are still in the luxury tax after all they've done, and it looks like there's even if they cut uh, Nigel Williams Goss, which You're they prob- which they probably won't because he's still on the team for some reason. Um, even if they cut him, the Jazz are still going to be about the luxury tax, which, all right, so a couple of their contracts will cost them an extra couple millions. You know, it's, it's Ryan Smith's money, you know, I, you know, it sucks. Oh yeah, you're but, definitely cut. You're cut. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so I mean, but for the Jazz, it does put pressure on them next year to get rid of contracts to make sure they don't get into the luxury tax again. And so, um... Yeah, I mean it's 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 one of those things that it's it's not a huge deal, but in terms of what it costs the Jazz, um, they're they're trying to like fix mistakes uh, from the past. It seems like this this off season. Kind of does feel that way. Yeah, and and so let's take the names out. Of it. Let's take Jordan Clarkson out of the. I shouldn't have um, guaranteed Tony Bradley last year. Yeah, that, well. They did though is the problem, and yeah, now it's starting to. Bite and that's them. the one. That's the one thing I got to give the the Jazz universe just credit for. Similar, not the WWE universe, but the Jazz universe. <laughs> the amount of dwelling we do on guys that don't matter is is really impressive. I mean, I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying they don't matter at all, but the amount of time we spend about worrying about guys like nine through fifteen. Is 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 very special. That's and absolutely true. If you if you can hear it, Alexa has my back, and she's supporting everything I'm saying right now. <laughs> I know it just sounds like robot talk, but she's saying yes, yes, Logan. You everything you said is true because <laughs> if you're worrying about nine through fifteen, you're not winning a championship anyways. Yeah. Um, so no, but I mean you, you have you have to care to some degree, but I mean Ed, I, no one saw Ed Davis and unloading those guys. They all assumed we were still going to have them. So yeah, you just I mean you, you take t- take care of your business, and if you if you hit lightning in a bottle with one of these dudes way way down deep on the bench, then it's a, it's a positive. But you've got a, you've got an eight man rotation that has to be taken care of, and it's a good eight man rotation. That's really what's going to carry you anyways to where you want to be. Um, so I, it is it is what it is. Yeah. It, so I mean. Uh, the like, because like about to your point, Logan, like the Rage on Tucker love. Like, here's the thing about Rage on Tucker. Like, it was when he signed last year, it was kind of cool because like he was like the G League darling, right? And so yes. the Jazz signed him, and I was like, people were, I mean, the Jazz bench was so in shambles that like, um, uh, they're like, oh my god, the Jazz just went and got the best G League player. Um, but the problem with that is that the best G League player is most likely still. A tenth or eleventh man on someone's bench, or a yeah. fringe NBA guy who wasn't good enough even. to make. Yeah, wasn't good enough to be the twelfth man on the Sacramento Kings bench or right. the Washington Wizards bench. I mean, you, you you said it, Jared. That that Wizards roster is delicious, um, but <laughs> I, he, he couldn't he couldn't make the bench. So again, like, cool, right, cool. And so he came to the Jazz, and uh, we we saw him in a couple games. We saw his dunk highlights, and. Really, there was like nothing I saw of him going. Oh yeah, this guy, you know, should be an NBA player. You know, like this guy should be, you know, in somebody's rotation somewhere. And Jazz fans are like, when he signed with the Clippers and for Exhibit Ten or whatever it was, um, a contract I'd never even heard of before this year. Um, Exhibit Ten. I don't know if these Exhibit Tens existed before this year. 
Oh, okay then. That's why I was, I was like, "What are these?" That, I, I'm too lazy to look I, it up. But I think it used it, to be. Well, it used to be more like a ten day, but now like those exhibit ten. I mean, at least the ones that are before the season, they're kind of like training camp deals. Hmm. Um, so. But you also retain the rights for them for your G League team. So I think that it's. I don't know. I think it's interesting. A new I mean, thing, but uh, the, from my understanding. Yeah, and so I'm um, uh, like Rayon Tucker going to the couple people like, oh, I hope he, I hope he gets a shot. Like Rayon Tucker is not going to make that Clipper roster. Like that Clipper I roster. Don't, is, I don't think is, he is. Yeah, yeah. and uh, like I, I just I, I don't know. Like personally, I never saw anything going. Oh man, this guy has got this skill that's going to keep him in the NBA. And nothing against Rayon Tucker. Like I'm, I'm, he's actually I'm sure a very nice guy. Yeah, but I, was, may, but, but I, I thought he was going to stay with he, the Cavs for a while, but then, yeah. He may not be a good guy. He may be a terrible person. We don't even know. Why is our default to think he's a good guy? He might be Because awful. we follow him on Twitter and because the Jazz employed him. So I'm on Twitter and employed. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Jazz uh, only employ good guys. That's, yeah, that's sure. what we've been led to um, believe. <laughs> ex- exhibit Exhibit Ten sounds like what happens when two of those old boy bands that are washed up like team up and do like a super tour. <laughs> it's like when it's like when the Backstreet Boys team up with Duke is on the block and just get oh age, women everywhere. Just, I, I get it now. Like, ex- exhibit is actually the one who's like sponsoring the contracts, like the rapper. Oh, even, you know? even better. That's a whole new <laughs> twist on it. So um, yeah, like I'm uh, yeah to your point, like I'm a uh, but. So the Jazz uh, just basically, or if any team, just like they they gave money to not only like a little bit more money, you know, thirteen million to somebody who's like their eighth best player on their roster, uh, but also um, uh, <laughs> that that extra thirteen million or extra three million is going to cost them probably another what million and a half, or I don't know how much they're over the salary cap, but that money's going to cost them a little bit extra, right? Um, yeah, I mean, th- there's a chance that the Jazz. I mean, we're we're all seeing it. The Jazz are cleaning up mistakes uh instead of having the second round picks like i mean i know logan cares i'm sorry logan i personally um uh don't care that the jazz are signing off of the second round picks for ryan smith is a billionaire for for a reason jared said you don't just spend money but obviously um you saw second round picks to go get money um but the jazz did it this year the jazz did it last year they wouldn't bought second round picks uh the big problem is that you can't add these second round picks into like trade like, trade deadline deals now um, to like, you know, go get a Kyle Korver, go get a Jordan Clarkson at the trade, a Jay Crowder at the trade deadline. Um, so that that could hurt the Jazz um, uh, in the upcoming years. But right now, like, I mean, second job. I mean, do we really think Elijah Hughes is going to um, come out and like him, uh, you know, be the next Paul Millsap or something? Uh, D Brown. Uh, <laughs> I, I have no expectations of second round picks. Like, just... right. Except for Mione. You love Mione. Yeah, I mean... What is a Mione? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I keep hearing uh, everyone talk about it, but I've yeah, never seen the, the savior, The savior of the jazz, apparently. So. <laughs> Mione and Azabuki. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, the fact I mean, the, the fact that like George Yang is still probably the ninth man on <laughs> coming off the bench don't, of the jazz. Don't do that. Just don't do that today. Not today. <laughs> not today. <laughs> not, no, to, not, not today, Junior. <laughs> that's like that's like when Jared started to talk trash about Jericho's body. I was like, you know what? Not today, you, guys, man. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting listening to you guys trash my love for second round picks. I'm just I'm gonna stand up for myself at some point, and I don't have to, I don't have time for the Niang stuff, Yang gang. But. <laughs> oh, those poor those poor uh, I don't know what to call them, um, deluded people who are fans of George Niang. <laughs> I would say six year olds, right? Because I'm uh, a <laughs> classic in the minivans. Uh, <laughs> soccer moms. George yeah, that's true. That's true. I'd, somehow every week it comes back to George Niang, and I I would like to just, while also angry about it right now, would like to take credit for introducing <laughs> such petty and rage into your guys'. Uh, Tony, Tony Bradley's gone. Someone's got to fill. Yeah, Tony Bradley is gone. Uh, yeah, our new lightning rod, George Yang. <laughs> yeah, who cares, who cares about the sell, who who cares about the luxury tax? All I gotta do is just sell a couple more hot dogs and a couple more diet cokes. It's no big deal. Just just <laughs> just, just, just trade uh, just trade George Yang. Yeah, just keep, yeah, just keep it's, it's it's like including the best second round pick ever. Um, hey, even better guys, you don't want a second round pick. We'll give you a second round equivalent. 
We worked on the hard work. <laughs> who, can, who can shoot 40% from three? Hey, hey. Yeah, we're going to give you exactly what you couldn't find yourself because we're the best at development. And we've, we've overdeveloped. So just like fast forwarding through, through all of life. Um, somebody, somebody, I did see someone on the Twitter tweet out, and I don't Twitter tweet out. I don't know who it was. Um, I probably wouldn't give him credit if I did know who it was. Uh, there was something about all the second, like the, to the second round picks that you were talking about, who and not having any more of those. Uh, someone did say those are pretty easy to buy, like if you decide you want one, though. So I don't, uh, you know, I don't know if that, yeah, you can't include them now, but if you need to get one, I guess yeah. they're out there. So, uh, yeah, like the, like but, buying that, like I, I'm not worried about draft time because, like, if there's some of the Jazz wanted, they, they they would go buy it. Like, I doubt, I mean, with the roster being, I mean, I'm a little surprised the Jazz bought one this year, but they really liked Elijah Hughes. Um, but yeah, like the Jazz literally sold one off and then bought one in the same draft, I think. Like they sold one off to the Knicks, I think, didn't they? And then they bought one. Yeah, um, that's uh, true. Uh, so, um, yeah, buying one doesn't seem to be the problem, especially for uh, the survey billionaire um, Ryan Ryan Smith. Yeah, he just surveys if he wants to buy one or not. Survey says. <laughs> survey says buy this pick. Thanks for listening to this episode. Also, thanks to our Utah sponsors, the Off-Broadway Theater in downtown Salt Lake and the Great Room Escape in Layton, Utah. If you have a second, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and all other podcast platforms. It helps us podcast out, and we will enter all written five-star reviews into a drawing for free tickets to either the Off-Broadway Theater or the Great Room Escape. Just write a five-star review, and you'll be entered to win. What's up, folks? Welcome. It's another edition. It's hitting the high notes. Jazz talk. Happy holidays. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. The voice you're hearing right now, the disembodied voice, belongs to me at Hutran Superman. That's H U U T R A N Superman on the Twitterverse and the uh, Instagram, I guess as the kids say. As uh, I Hutran, and I'm here with Nigel Williams, a love child himself. It's Jared Barker. What's up? Go to this is 49. What's up, man? I'm good, man. How are you doing? You know, just some um, hanging out, uh, getting rid of the holidays is always a busy season. We took a couple weeks off. Um, I think you guys are, you yourself is resting from Shrek's giving that you were just at. So uh, I can neither confirm nor deny. Yeah. And so um, uh, speaking of confirming and denying, um, uh, we uh, just signed this guy and um, uh, he's here for another five years. Uh, well, probably four years only because he signed a player option. But it's um, uh, it's a dragon squash himself. Mr. Logan Cox. What's up, man? Can you? I've changed my name to Grogu. <laughs> all right, all right, Grogu Grog, over here. Grogu Grogular, Grogular. Um, uh, I don't watch that show, so I'm. Uh, I know what you're. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about, but I do know what you're talking about. So. Yeah, it's the same. That's what most. I don't know anything about Star Star Trek Wars. You know, one of my favorites is Starship Troopers. Go go watch it if you if you watch me. Yeah. So that's good. That's good. Yep. If not, I'll watch it for you. Uh, that's that's a, that's a Sasquatch Sports um, uh, um, a topic one day. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. Go listen to that episode. Yes. Dare. So um, uh, uh, we're here. We're 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 we are what we're recording this December second. So we're less than three weeks away from the NBA season season starting, and how crazy it is that like we literally were were talking just a month ago about how, you know, what it's going to be. And it's right on the corner. Um, a lot of things have happened um, uh, in the, in the, since our last episode, the jazz, um, uh, you know, they, they signed Derek favors. They got the draft pick big doc as we're, as we're calling him on the Twitter. Donovan Mitchell is back and he's, he signed a player option, but he'll be here for four, maybe plus one year. If the jazz are good enough. So, um, Jared, we talked about this, uh, at length, um, uh, um, a while back because well, what do we call it? Gordon Hayward um, uh, syndrome or um, Hayward disappearing. I don't know what it's, what it's in anymore. Like I, I don't use it very much anymore, but uh, what, what's the syndrome about when, when Hayward left Utah jazz and scarred jazz fans oh. for apparently the last five oh. years. Jared. He does. He must not like your line of questioning. I guess not. <laughs> Some some gnarly there is some gnarly Hayward PTSD though. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, there, there, there he is. 
are you there, Jared? Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm just, I think I'm having some network issues. There you go. Ah, network connectivity issues. Okay, well, we'll start over here. So um, uh, with, with Donovan Mitchell signing um, uh, his four-year contract plus player option, uh, we've talked about this at length, Jared, for, for many uh, episodes now about um, when Hayward left, um, uh, there's a, that PTSD that Hayward left uh, uh, when he left Utah, and now Jazz fans are experiencing it again. Um, I don't like how big of a deal do you feel personally about the Donovan Mitchell's um, a player option? I honestly feel like it's a normal thing for most players. Um, they want to be able to reassess and reassign in a bigger number on that fifth year. So I, I think it's normal. I mean, it is and isn't. We, we, we saw a couple guys who, like, you know, Brandon Ingram and a couple of the guys signed just a full five-year max without a player option. So um, uh, I, I don't know what normal is because um, some guys did, some guys didn't. I uh, but like I, With Ingram, he definitely wants to hedge against an injury. So to me, the full five years guaranteed is probably more important to him. I don't know. And maybe uh, they were only – I don't know. I, I, I think I – think I mean, I could have read incorrectly. I thought I did see somewhere on the interwebs that this is the first time uh, that anyone's ever gotten the player option in this in this scenario. The the rookie extent max extension possibly no one's been given the player option until now. Donovan was the first. Donovan, <laughs> and then um, uh, some of the guys last year didn't 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 get it right. Whoever came out of the class last year didn't get it. So like Mitchell and, and Tatum both took player options. Um, like Which mean, look, that means they're teaming up somewhere. Uh, exactly. They're teaming up on the Charlotte Bobcats. Yeah. Uh, Logan, I know that you, you're not one to freak out about it, but um, uh, do you think there's some merit to people who are freaking out about this because of how Gordon Hayward left and how Darren Williams left? I, I, I think I think both lines of thought are true and, and, and valid. I think that the, there's, there seems to be a camp that says, calm down, why do you care? And there's a group who's losing their mind. I think that it's definitely something. Um, if, if, if he has that opt out, it does, it does, it does, it does give reasons to be concerned because it is one year, one year less than what you could have him locked up for. And I think anytime you're trying to keep people for as long as you can, there's a reason to be nervous, but I also think that time isn't now and it's not close to being now. Um, and that's why I just don't, uh, so I don't, it, it, it's a weird scenario where I think both, both things can be true at this particular time, but uh, is, is now the time to worry? No, you, you don't worry about it the, the, the day and the year he signs it. Um, and yeah, who knows? It, it also puts pressure back on the team. And I've got a whole rant about how this is something that, you know, like LeBron James and the Durants of the world have done is given the power back to the players. Most of these guys don't sign more than two year deals anymore because it gives them the flexibility and it gives them the ability to, you know, go where they want to go and keep, keep themselves competitive. And I don't necessarily know it's a bad thing. It just keep, it forces a franchise to, you know, stay on, keep, keep on top of things and stay on their toes. Um, as far as I, I know, you said that Mitchell and, and Tatum were the both did. I keep forgetting that Tatum also did it as well this year. But I guess time will tell. You know, if, if this was a uh, was an anomaly, if this is the, is, is the new normal, and that uh, you know it, it doesn't surprise me. But yeah. you know, you always should be you always have to be concerned. And it's not just about a player option. If Donovan Mitchell is the star you think he is, you should always be worried about losing a star player in the NBA. They do it all the time. No market is safe. Um, these guys these guys go where they want, and even Kawhi and Kawhi only signed a two-year thing to be in L.A., correct? So, yeah, I mean, and, these, I mean that, that's just the way the NBA works. Yeah, days, with, the, with, so. with the way that team's going, if uh, the Clippers some uh, have another uh, year where they're um, uh, uh, disappointing, I mean that could that could become really interesting for the that the the younger bro- brother in the L.A. area. Um, and you're right, I'm, uh, I think I'm, uh, uh, you bring up a good point that this puts the pressure on the Jazz, right? Like. Uh, we talked about this um, uh, at length on uh, previous podcasts, even before the extensions came up. That, um, yeah, the, the players are going to want a chance to assess their team when their contract comes up because, like, if, if, who knows what happens? Maybe the Jazz lose the, lose it this year, they fall out of the playoffs, and all of a sudden their roster is not built to rebuild without you know making major moves um, to the core. And so, you know, they're, they're going to be in that mediocre range where you don't want to be in that. You don't want to be in that eighth, seventh seed range every year, or I guess this year, seventh or tenth range. You know, you don't you don't want to be on the fringe uh, of the playoff spots. You you want to be a contender. Um, and it does give the chance. I mean, it, it does suck because like Gordon Hayward, when he signed his um, uh, restricted free agent uh, contract, um, uh, the Jazz lost out on a year. And, you know, having that extra year could have been really something for the Jazz because they would have Donovan Mitchell. 
Gordon Hayward, uh, Rudy Gobert, who knows what they, that that best case scenario that could have been really good for the Jazz. Donovan emerging, having Gordon Hayward and Gordon Hayward letting off some of the reins that the pressure he had here in Utah, Rudy Gobert getting better. That could have been a really dangerous team if the Jazz had that extra year with Gordon Hayward. So I think you're right that um, uh, it's going to put pressure on the Jazz to um, stay competitive in the next um, a few years here. So, yeah, that's good. I, right? I, I know I know, I know, know it sounds sacrilege, but what if we don't want Donovan in four years? What if something happens and we decide we don't need him? Like you said, the state of the Jazz is rough or maybe something else happens and you don't want him. So um, it, it always can go both ways. The one thing I have found interesting, at least about the, the, the Twitter chatter, has been that, I guess the playoffs just really changed everything for everybody because there was, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but there was a lot of debate over whether Donovan was worth it at all, period, right? And whether he was the right guy, whether you're on Rudy's team, Rudy or Team Don, and there was some debate on whether, it's just interesting, some of the folks who are hounding this player option and freaking out over the player option are also the same ones that also seem to, to hammer Donovan pretty bad for not being as good as what the rest of us think they are, so that it's confusing, confusing dynamic, but it seems as though that's all been laid to rest, and now we're just all we love Donovan. He's so great. Right. And I uh, mean, there's always been he's, that. Um, he's, uh, he's not here long enough. Yeah, I mean, because like uh, again, I, I told the story about how like I, I you know the first year Donovan was the first summer after Donovan had played, and everybody was like falling in love with Donovan, and people would see him on the street wearing my jazz shirts or jazz jerseys, and they would ask me like, "Oh, do you think Donovan Mitchell's gonna stay?" And like that was his rookie year. And I would always say, you know, you worry about that in six or seven years. Like most rookies sign their rookie extension contracts. Like that's just that's just how the NBA is. You take you take the first seven years with a team. If the team's not competitive enough in seven years, you know, maybe players like should um uh, um you, what you, you what you don't want to happen is like Donovan Mitchell to do with the Anthony Davis, you know, sign another extension after that, but then hamstring your team and then you have to trade your your star because. You know they demand a trade before the contract's over, so that's what you don't want to happen. But um, during the, the rookie extension, that doesn't happen very often, so or as often as like the Anthony Davis situation. So uh, there's that. You know, so the player option I know is a big deal, but you know, you know what's a kind of a weird deal is that Rudy Gobert uh, and the Jazz are still uh, uh, as Tony Jones actively talking about their the Rudy Gobert extension. Um, Jared, I know I can, I, I'll speak for myself. Like we talked about the Supermax and how personally I think the jazz, um, are not in a position to give a Supermax contract to, uh, somebody who's a top 15 player. But, um, uh, I personally think the Supermax is just, is this really harmful to teams that, um, uh, uh, don't have a LeBron James, Kevin Durant, um, the, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I don't really know who else put in that group. Like, you know, one of the top four or five guys in the NBA. Um, but the question I'm going to ask for you now, Jared, oh. is so what, what I've kind of seen, and I, you know, we can't verify any of this, but sounds like, you know, some people were saying that Rudy, Rudy's camp wants a Supermax contract, um, which is kind of funny because about a month and a half ago, we saw tweets from like the beat writers saying that Rudy, Rudy Gobert probably is not going to ask for the Supermax, but here he is asking for the Supermax, um, and the Jazz are trying to get something closer to just the regular Max, which is not a lot of money, but still, you know, there, there's still um, a benefits to not giving Rudy Gobert a Supermax contract. Um, what do you think the Jazz should do in this situation here? Um, I would uh, I'd stick to my guns. I mean, yeah, I mean, because... Uh, so like you said, that Supermax, I think it's been done more harm than good to small market teams. Like, uh, let's see, was Paul George one of like the first guys that qualified for it or something? Oh, he, boy. He wanted I don't... To turn, and then he wanted to turn down the money or something. I don't know. So there's a lot of crazy stuff that's, that's happened ever since it's been implemented. Um, it, it just seems like it, there's a lot of unintended consequences. So, I don't know. I feel like giving somebody super max money, especially if it's not somebody that, like LeBron, where basically the whole team is constructed around them, then it's really, uh, yeah, it's really a detriment to your future. Especially like mm. one thing could change in your team, and then like you have no mechanism for improvement. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it, it hurts some. Uh, it does hurt for a few chances, Logan. So, by the metrics that are put out by it, right? Like Rudy Gobert is a two-time defensive uh, player of the year winner 
which is basically the defensive MVP, so the, the best defensive player in, in the world. Um, and he made the All NBA team. Uh, so you know he's a top fifteen player by those metrics, right? Uh, but you talk about how he's such a weird person because um, his offensive game doesn't look like someone who's a top fifteen player. Uh, but you're a small, you're a small team like the Jazz. Like, well, what are the Jazz to do if you have a top fifteen player that you don't want to pay like a top fifteen player? So are you are you are you telling me the same people who were saying he wasn't going to want it are now saying he's going to get it, or he's That's, asking for it? Um, is, 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 so, is that what you're is that what you're telling me? So I remember a tweet <laughs> like Andy Larson put out there near the end of the playoffs or whatever, somewhere before this all started. And he said something about, you know, Rudy Gobert hasn't played like a Supermax player. And he probably, I can't remember the exact wording, but it was something like he probably doesn't even think he deserves it or something like that, which I thought was interesting wording of a tweet from, uh, you know, a guy that's very connected to the Jazz. And I've been saying, you know, for a while, like, if you're Rudy Gobert, you've, you've done everything that you can to earn this money, right? You, you, you're supposed to be Defensive Player of the Year two times in a row or two times in in the last three or four years, you did it. And he was an all-NBA player. And then he made an all-star team. Like, he, he's done what he's supposed to do to earn this much money. So I think we're, uh, we're, we're probably all on the cap that saying, you know, if you're Rudy Gobert, you go get that bag. You know, you should go get as much money as you want or you, if you feel like you deserve. Um, but um, uh, I, I don't know. what we'll, The Jazz have a top 15 player by the metrics that I put out there, and um, I, I, I'm just I'm just curious to hear what your thoughts are about what the Jazz should do about having one of the best players they've had in their franchise history, and what they should do money wise. Yeah, I mean he, I mean everyone's going to ask. I mean that's the part of negotiation, right? You always ask. So I don't know how much stock you put into that because if we if we if we follow the sources close to Derek Favors, for example, it was there was like these tea leaves that Favors was coming back, Favors was coming back all season long. And then right towards the end, it was like, well, he's a smart businessman. You know, he's going to make the right decision. So there was a second, there's kind of this backtracking on then what happened mm-hmm. 47, 47 seconds into free agency. He ended up back on the jazz. So, I mean, I, I, I what, I don't know. 47, why, good, good, yeah, good pun. Yeah. Why, why would Rudy, why would Rudy not ask for it? They're, they're reporting saying he's asking for it. Well, of course he's asking for it. I would ask for it too. Right. I don't even get, I don't, but, I, but that doesn't mean they have to give it to him. And I, 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 there was a, there was a belief in me that, you know, okay, I think when we had the, 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 the pod a while back or just listening to you guys' pods over this year was, would anyone else give Rudy that money? And at the time I said, no, but yeah, someone would def I think someone definitely gives him the money. Uh, I mean, someone's, but I, someone will definitely pay him. Um, but I just, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's a precarious situation to be in, but I don't think you can, you, you, you know, this goes back to my Michael red theory. And like, you just, just, just because everyone else does, it doesn't mean you have to do it. Like I, I get what he wants to be and wants to do, but we all know that Rudy Gobert is not going to be the best player on a championship team. Like that's just, that's, that's all there is to it. Um, and, and he just won't be, he never will be. He's not even the best player on the team. Now I understand the metrics say what the metrics say, but the eyeballs also say at the end of the game, you have to be able to score to win the game. And he's also playing a position that I don't know. I don't want to go as far as to say it's, it's being, uh, you know, phased out. Or, or, it's not. I, yeah. Cause one could say phased out, but then also, uh, you know, the, the Lakers just went, went back and, and won the championship with, with quite a few big guys, mm-hmm. again, different types type big guys. And I think, I don't know, it, it goes in circles. I mean, time will tell if it matters or not, but he's, he's a unique, He's a, just a unique talent in that regard that I get the, the analytically, the numbers show one thing. And yeah, he made the all-star team. That's great. He, he's a, he's a fantastic player, but you just, you, you guys hit it right on the head. You just can't, you can't risk that much on him. And I don't think the jazz will, I really don't believe they will. Um, and just because he's asking for it doesn't really mean much. I mean, everyone's got to report what they hear and I get it, but you know, we'll just, I, we'll see how it plays out. And I, I, it'll get more precarious for them because they only have till, when until he can sign it what is it uh, can... 21st i believe so like the day before the nba starts i think so but uh bobby marks tweeted out something else in response to that that he can sign after the season he can sign like up to like a four-year 133 or something or there's something else he can yeah. start to sign and I, and I don't know what that means i don't know what it is or not but i i don't think this one's going to be as nice and easy and clean because I don't know. It's it's gonna it's, it's gonna it's gonna make for a very interesting season unless something magically happens overnight and Rudy, I guess, comes around because it's 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 always gonna be it's always gonna be dangling there because 
if you don't get it this year, then he's gone for nothing, right? If he leaves. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so um, uh, that'll bring up our, cause like obviously now the, there's been talk about like, well, if you don't do it, you trade him and we're not there yet. I mean, when I say we, I mean, this podcast is not there to talk about Rudy Gobert trades yet because you know, really there's nothing to talk about until um, uh, we figure out if they're signing or not. So we will re- revisit that um, uh, if that ever has to come to it. So, yeah, you still got two or three weeks till that till you get to that point, and even then, I don't know. The, we unloaded Williams, but Williams is a whole different situation, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. so I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's not even the same people in charge. So how can we even make uh, right? Yeah, like there, there, there's like, yeah, there's no precedent there. So and that could be a whole other uh, podcast for you. Told is it too is what is the what is the culture of the Jazz? The Jazz have had a certain culture for a very very long time. Um, but, uh, and does that know. change with new ownership and stuff yeah. like that? Yeah. Sometimes it tra- it just continues to carry over. Sometimes certain programs in the college or professional ranks somehow like the Steelers, for example, carry the same culture from, you know, the seventies through the two thousands. Um, but then again, ownership has been the same. It's children in place now, but it'll be, it'll be interesting to see because we're, we're all leaning on history and, uh, I don't, I don't know if we see anything. I when when does the sale of the Jazz become final? No one seems to know that, right? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess I've already forgotten about it. I just uh, put a done deal on my head, and I have no idea uh, if it's done or when it's going to be done. So we have yeah, learned that they, we, we have learned that they, they don't want to pay the the luxury tax though. Yeah, that's uh, well, they want to get uh, as much of it gone as possible. So um, that's yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later too. Hitting the High Notes is an Unwrapped Sports Partner podcast. Check out the new live streaming show, Unwrap This, on Twitter, and follow Unwrapped Sports at Unwrapped Sports on Twitter and IG. Um, uh, with that, um, uh, you know, Rudy Gobert, I mean, it, it looks like everybody's back in town, training camp starts. I think tomorrow the night. Back yeah. town. And I'm back. A, you know, everybody's following Rudy's I'm a, hiking on the trails, Instagram. Uh, but other videos of Rudy have been surfacing of him working on stuff in the, in the lab, I guess, um, as the kids say nowadays. Um, so Rudy Gobert, I'm a, we're watching it because like we, we've seen, you know, Rudy Gobert shoot threes, right? And now, and now we're seeing him uh, working on the mid range jumper. And now another Twitter debate, which is what we do here. Um, talking about Rudy Gobert and what he's effective at. Uh, what Rudy Gobert is good at is, you know, getting to the rim, dunking the ball, um, and, and being effective in that area. Um, so is, is that one-dimensional? Like, should Rudy Gobert uh, add more dimensions, like a jump shot to his uh, uh, to his repertoire? Jared, so J- Rudy Gobert working on this, like all NBA players working on this. Like, Logan will tell a story about Ostertag, hitting three. So I'm going to, I'm going to let him, I'm a, you know, I'm going to tell that story, but Rudy Gobert, I'm a, has shown that he can hit distance shots in practice. Would you want Rudy Gobert, uh, uh, you know, to shoot threes in the game or shoot mid range jumpers at a higher clip? I remember one game where he shot like an 18 footer and drained it. I was like, Oh my goodness. This is like a unicorn. <laughs> um, right, but it was also like a unicorn. We saw it like one time and then it was gone. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it would be, I think it would be helpful for, for him and for the team if, if he was a little bit more versatile offensively, but I just don't know that it's reasonable to expect that now. No, I mean, and, see what I mean. Logan like joked about it, like I'm a, about like I'm a, that's what's holding up the, the contract negotiations. What what you say, Logan? Yeah, I, I don't even know. Probably some nonsense in my in a blurred state of mind. Uh, <laughs> I as, think it's something like I'm a, as he's like a, tends to do. Yeah, it's like saying <laughs> he's like I'm a, like Lindsay said I'm a, you know we, we we want to send you a contract and and Rudy's like well I want five mid five mid range jumpers a game and Lindsay's like oh, I can't geez. do this. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, yeah. you got you got you got to give them the jumpers. Yeah. Um, I, I don't I don't understand. I just I I, part, I again I'm trying to learn, and I really really do try to you know see the other side when people bring these debates up. I don't see how why a player trying to get better is ever a bad thing. Yeah. Jared makes it, Jared makes a good point. He if it, we shouldn't expect it at this point. He probably is who he is. 
but why would we not? That, that used to be like a huge part of what development is, and that's what people talk about. It was the, it was the, it was, yeah. it was one of the greatest knocks on Carl Malone that became one of his greatest strengths. Carl Malone's career was extended by the fact that he was able to hit, extend his range and hit jump shots. I don't, I don't, I don't know why that would be a bad thing, and I don't know. Yeah, I, again, he has, a, he has a skill. That's why people great. love I, Millsap too. Yeah, and, and adding I, and something I, every offseason. And, and I get the locks and the mores of the world say you can't shoot mid-range jumpers. It's the death of everything. Okay, whatever. That's that's fine. At some point in time, things will cycle through and return back to normal. But why you wouldn't want to have that to respect his jump shot? Is, is is beyond me and, and what you guys are saying is we, we you guys rudy's been here for how many years and you guys can think of one time he shot an 18 footer so right. uh, there, there's so many empty possessions why would you not want him pulling the trigger on one or two two to three a, a, a night i did that doesn't make, it makes no sense to me because yeah, if, if two anything, three a night would be fine with me five exactly, is all right and, and, <laughs> yeah exactly but if anything it pull or just even even one or two and if he knocks him down then it, it, it people have to respect it it goes back to me the one thing that always stands out in my mind and it's I think it is comparable, even though they're not even close to being the same positions, is Ronnie Brewer was a defensive stalwart but could not shoot a jump shot. And you remember when we played the Lakers in the, in the playoffs, Kobe Bryant would not get off the free throw line. He let a shooting guard stand there by the line and had 10, 10 feet of space because he didn't respect it all. I understand it's not exactly the same, but what I'm saying is if you don't believe that Rudy, and we've all seen it, Rudy, Rudy gets the ball at the top of the key to hold the ball to do his pick and rolls, and the, 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 the defender sags all the way in and doesn't even, doesn't even attempt to play it. Well, right. if, if he can show some sort of pseudo ability to make that shot, it pulls their, their big man out of the, of the bench. And it also keeps them from not having to uh, like right now, they never have to switch anyone smaller on Ruby. So I, I don't understand like the analytics standpoint of why you wouldn't want him to add it. And if he, if, and if he makes it with some consistency, then fine, then you go with it more. So I get that. You don't just say, Hey Rudy, you get 15 of these a game or 10 or five, but like, I don't understand. There's people who were like blatantly saying, it's a negative. He should never try to do that. And I just don't, yeah. I don't understand I don't, that mindset. I don't get if that he, either. If he, if he falls in love with it and that's what he goes to, then yeah, that's a dangerous, slippery slope. But I, there's, there's nothing in my basketball mind that helps me see why adding that to his arsenal, at least having them respect it to it, even a small degree, how that doesn't help open things up for everybody that, else. Or that's why. true. If he made like five, one game, and then he'd start shooting like 10 a game. That would, that would probably be. Well, I mean, that's a lot. I mean, that's, that's I mean, so like, I mean, this is, the irony is that Donovan, like player, or uh, everybody's like, oh, what has Donovan added to his game this year? You know, and with Rudy, no one ever asked that. No one ever asked like, what has Rudy a- added to his game? That's true. Um, and um, but Jared, so like, so the flip side of this, right? So say the Jazz open it up and let Rudy start taking more of these jump shots a game, and say he only averages like four for the first month or so, but we watch it and he only makes like won a game or even like less than one a game like he he makes one a game and sometimes he makes zero a game like how comfortable you, do you feel about him like just going throughout the season taking long you know top of the key jumpers uh i mean based on your description not great right and and, and i mean because i could because that could happen right like they say all right we're gonna let rudy i mean Look, uh, I'm, I'm just putting a hypothetical out there. The Jazz. We, we, we put the clause in your contract. You can shoot four a game. We've seen we've seen the Jazz uh, not give Rudy the ball ever on offense possession. So I don't think this will ever happen. But I'm putting a hypothetical out there saying we see Rudy in practice making these jump shots, but real game situations um, are different, you know. And um, uh, you know the only way you can get the real game situations is, is to take it during real games and. I don't know. I, I just it would be nice to see Rudy more involved on the offense. Like we, we I, I complained about it all last year how Rudy would do his, you know, his dang job, pin a, a guard down underneath the basket, and no one would look to pass the ball ever. It's it was the craziest thing. Um, it's like and uh, it showed to me that like there's just a lot of trust issues. There's a lot of reasons why Rudy was frustrated last year, not being um a. Uh, uh, utilizing the offense more. I think I'd uh, like to see him take more ten foot jump shots before I, I see him take like fifteen footers and stuff like that. I mean, it's really what the defense gives you. You know, are, are the yeah. defense going to be more likely to give him wide open fifteen foot jump shots, or you know, are, are they gonna, are they going to give him good looks at the ten foot jump shot? You know, uh, we, we're talking about here, like you know, what the lo- the plays Logos are talking about is like he gets the ball at the top of the key, 
Well, and, he's so big, he can shoot over most guys. So I don't know. I mean, shooting over most guys. I mean, it's it's different in the NBA. Like, I'm a defense isn't you know, deep defenders just have to get in your space a little bit to bother your shot. Just because you can shoot over somebody doesn't mean you're getting wide open shot. You know, and so I mean, the play that Logan's talking about is like, you know, it's when they do the handoff at the top of the key. Rudy has his his back to the basket, turns and faces the basket on the pivot, and you know his guy sinks down to the paint, and Rudy's just basically looking for a pass nothing else straight away um, and so yeah like i mean uh, yeah, yeah i mean uh, no that's that, that's what i'm saying and i just don't i mean i'm sure that analytically someone can destroy me on this but i don't care if he shoots four shots a game i just don't and if he may if he makes one of four i still take it because I, there's so many wasted shots and wasted possessions in an nba game and if rudy establishes some sort of rhythm and figures it out to some degree or there's there's the night where he hits three or four of them, or maybe for, maybe for Kyle, it just keeps him happy and, and engaged. And so the, the, the trade-off was in the knock on Rudy last year was you were saying they weren't giving him the ball at all in, in situations where he was the places he was supposed to be to get the ball. And what was, what was also the great knock on Rudy last year that he just lost. He wasn't the same defensive player at times. And he lost his interest and lost his, he was clearly upset about how things were going. So even then, if it keeps him happy, let him shoot the shot. And I, who knows if he, I don't even know if he's going to make it. I'm just saying, I just don't know why, there would be criticism of him wanting to get better at the game. And I don't think that, I mean, I just, I would, I would, I would, and, and if you, if you run into it for a week or a couple of weeks and it's not going down, then you say, okay, Rudy, we gave it a shot. Stop doing it. Go back to where you're supposed to be. But I just, I, defensive Rudy podcast. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I, I love, I, I just don't, it's just, it's just weird because you say nobody asks what Rudy did. And if, if I was on jazz, Twitter tells me to think that, because that's the mindset of Jazz Twitter, and right. the the internet tells me that's what I think. I, you know what I thought who about Rudy when when Fat Chris and I would have these discussions, and I didn't pay attention to anything on Jazz Twitter was <laughs> when's Rudy going to add something to his offensive game? You talk about the super max, you talk about a top fifteen player, add something to his game. So yes, so for me, who's I guess thinking differently because that's the way the world works, you get that people get better. That's how you it, it can happen and should happen and should expect to happen. Uh, that's, that's, I don't know why it's out of the realm and why it seems like this crazy thought. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to work or isn't going to work, but like if he's one of your pillars and your, your cornerstones, why would you not think he should get better every year oh, and, add some, and, and, and add something to his game? I, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you here and I, can we, can we have his contract? Like if he wants to earn max money, he can trigger it by making 40% of his jump shots for the year or something. Sure. Like there you go. <laughs> yeah. But like, I mean, so uh, this is also a different philosophical issue. Like our contracts, are they to pay you for your future? Um, uh, uh, what you're gonna do in the future or should it be what it pays you for what you did in the past? Right. Cause I mean, obviously the supermax is supposed to pay you. I mean, it's supposed to be a combination of both, but you know, as a player, you're using your past accolades to, guarantee your your contract while your team is trying to see how much they can get out of you in the future it's a very weird trade-off in that way um it's a kobe deal like you get paid for your past accolades on that final contract speaking of extensions uh lebron james signed that extension with the with the lakers which is interesting because he almost never sends extensions um uh from what i've been reading is it's basically he just moved his option a year later so mm. um it's it's sort of a big deal, but not. I mean, he's he's LeBron James, you know, like yeah. he's gonna make money. He's got um, all the leverage in the world. Yeah, like that, that's when when Logan was talking about how the Lakers built their team a little bit differently. Like when, when you have LeBron James, it just unlocks a lot of different ways you can build, build your team. Like, oh yeah, we're just gonna run with five point guards on LeBron. Sure, there you go. Like LeBron and AD, and then three short guys. Yeah, it'll work. You know, put put three guys who just shoot shoot three balls out there, and then it'll work. You know, so. Um. Yeah. So, um, uh, as far as jazz news goes, that's that's kind of it. We're we're three. Oh, I guess that's not all the jazz news. We're three weeks away, and they released the the opening night schedule. I want to say the following night schedule, and uh, or part of the following night schedule, and uh, the national televised games for Christmas. Yeah. And uh, uh, you know, conspicuous by their absence. Well, you know, actually not conspicuous by their absence. Really, the Utah Jazz uh, not gonna have any national televised games in the first three days or four days of, uh, of NBA. I, I know there are a lot of jazz fans who are disappointed. Um, but honestly, uh, is anybody here on this podcast surprised? 
No. Yeah, say everyone on three. One, two, three, no. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, like, uh, I, I know there's people, I mean, I, I know people want, I don't know, well, do, I mean, honestly, do you guys want to see the Jazz on national TV? Uh, I, I, only because only because it's the only way I can watch them up here. So uh, <laughs> in, until you guys send me some of your illegal streaming situations or share your League Pass passwords with me. Use uh, promo code on the uh, high notes. Ooh, that'll work. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a there's this thing called Hee Hee Streams, which is Hee Hee uh, Streams. Give us money. Um, yeah. yeah, Jared. I'm, uh, I, I mean, how, how much do you care? Like, like. Where is it? Where does it fall on the importance level for you that the Jazz have national exposure? Uh, it doesn't like not for me, just because I feel like when we're flying under the radar is when we usually do best because we got all that press last year and then people are like, oh, look at them flounder. Yeah, uh, that's another weird psychological. Like I, I understand it. I like that's how I feel, but it's, it's such a weird psychological thing to like always want to be the underdog because like when you're not, you you like when you're not, you like. You feel this like pain of disappointment that you fail to hit, um, uh, like 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 you like you fail to reach the goals that everybody else has set for you. It's such a weird psychological thing I'd like to study. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it does suck, I guess, because like I mean the Jazz don't have Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson is like the next big star of the NBA. Luka Doncic is the next big star of the NBA, right. and Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell are not. So right. um, yeah, if, 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 if the, the people are more. They're, the people who are asking why the Pelicans, that's that just tells me all I need to know about your 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 knowledge of the situation. Like, like come yeah, on now. Did, we, we did don't you see exactly, how much they tried to we, make Zion happen last year? Like, yeah, they they, they completely they crafted an entire backwards. bubble situation. <laughs> yeah. They made one they put more teams in from one conference than the other by like five, right? Yeah. Just to to wait just it to, out. So they're like, uh, come make, on, Zion. Hey, hey Jasmine, if you want to be happy, guess what? Devin Booker, also in the same boat as Donovan Mitchell. Like oh, well, that'll make them happier. Yeah, they're, they're, they're basically side by side. Like um, uh, jazz make, fans are always happy. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Bravo, I like that. That's um, gonna be my new thing. <laughs> jazz fans are. Um. So yeah, like um. Uh. uh I mean, I we, the Christmas games, you get it. You know, you get why the the Nuggets are there because you need a West Coast team for that late late night game. And the Nuggets went to the West Conference Finals. You, you, you just kind of throw them in there. And yep. next year, they probably won't be in this. It'll probably be the Warriors or something. Or, you know, the, I don't know, the Kings, if they get good. Who knows? Or the Suns. Maybe it'll be the Suns. Who knows? Yeah, well, um, Suns, Western Conference Finals, uh, Phoenix Suns. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, the Jazz are fine. Freak out. Yeah, the, the Jazz, the are, uh, freak out. for the first time in a few years, are, are flying way under the radar. There's... You know, a, a lot of people are throwing them outside the playoffs. Um, Bovada, I, I think Riley Geisman tweeted today that Bovada had them um, at the lowest chance to make the playoffs uh, compared to the last three or four years. Like they only had a 78% chance, while the last three or four years they were at 90% chance. So um, there's there's a lot of stuff out there, and you know, the thing is, the Jazz didn't go make splashy moves in the offseason. Uh, a lot of teams around them did. The Jazz went and got you know guys that they feel are going to help them and the jazz are going to have, uh, you know, another thing that people dismiss, um, is continuity, right? Uh, the jazz are going to have, you know, this is what we talked about the second year together playing together. And hopefully that continuity leads to something. Um, that's what I think that's what we all hope at least. Um, yeah. And so, you know, flying under, it, it, it is weird. Cause like most jazz fans who are complaining, about not getting nationally televised are the same jazz fans that do want to, you know, feel to have the under the, or the, uh, underdog role, you know, um, and maybe wrong, Jared, maybe, maybe jazz fans will never be happy. Who knows? Um, uh, which is the way it is. Um, is there anything, They're of a, happy, though. right. Is there anything, um, uh, Jared, is there anything about this? Like, I mean, we're literally, Three weeks away. Like, what do you want to see in the next three weeks? Um, uh, leading up to Jazz first game, which will probably be announced tomorrow. Uh, Jazz Twitter melt because it probably will. Just like <laughs> usual. Oh yeah, I mean that, that's fine. I mean, uh, is there uh, Logan? Is there anything like I mean, we saw like the pictures from like them showing up today. Or um, is there anything like I mean, we think we know. Like we think we know that Favors is coming off the bench. 
Clarkson. Uh, we'll see if Boyan and Royce start and Joe Ingles. Like, um, the Jazz have a top eight now. And um, obviously, they, they, they have to stay healthy because, uh, boy, I, another another injury to the Jazz. I mean, they could be right back there from last year. Um, do you have any optimism, um, though, um, uh, besides health? Yeah, I think I, I I really think health is the is the key. Uh, that's that's where the whole continuity thing comes together is the is the health. So whatever whatever it is you do, you know whether you need to fast for it, rub Buddha's belly, whatever your god is, pray pray and do whatever you have to do to keep the keep the ACLs intact, the groin strong, and that's that that that's really because the team the team is actually better on paper than last year. So if all the hype ex- existed last year, it should, it should you know if if you transfer that. Then, then you should be even more excited about the potential of the roster. So we just have to hope, hope they're healthy and hope they get a chance to play. The one thing I, this is completely off the rails, but I have to get it in because it just, I, I just, again, you guys know, this is my first real heavy journey. My first year through jazz Twitter is jazz Twitter. Always this horny this time of year. Like it's really, it's like really it's something. Season, sir. I, I, I did. That's what, this is what cuffing season is. I guess. Huh? I mean, this yeah. is, this is deep and dirty, and I mean, you guys all know what I'm talking about. You guys have to see it. It's just the the, the timelines are filled with all kinds of sloppy, drippy uh, nastiness. And uh, you're talking about the, the ladies uh, uh, drooling over like workout photos or something, or what? No, no, just like everybody just being really horny for each other. Um, it's not even the. It's not even the. <laughs> is, is horny a word oh. we use on this path? It is. It is the high notes. So. It should be fine. I should have said um, but, get yeah, hot rods and horny yeah. over and over again. Yeah, horny, horny. <laughs> but it's it's it's. Uh, I didn't know there were so many just recently divorcees on the interwebs of Jazz Twitter, and they're all ready to mingle. Logan, um, you um. So before we get into like before we unless, we should... unless unless you're a single mom, according to Aubrey Huff. Oh, uh, who the hell is the Aubrey Huff? Um, Logan, number one before this topic, you you should always drop the like. This is like the Logan Cox or, or, or excuse me, the um, uh, Logan Jazz um, uh, after hours. I'm um, a part, so I'm gonna uh, put the kids to sleep before listening to this part of the yeah. podcast. <laughs> put your put your put put the babies down. It's time uh-huh. to get in the, it's it's time to get in the nugget pouch. <laughs> I love that you came up with that on the spot. Um, let's see. Um, I don't know, like. Uh, I'm getting into astrology a little more, but I have no idea if the planets were aligning because um, uh, I may have been part of horny Twitter um, uh, for a, a, I'm not, a moment. I, I just want to make sure. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just merely making an but this observation. Is the, so here's the thing. Very, this is the first time I've been part shift. of horny Twitter. Yeah. Um, and then it stopped all of a sudden um, in real life and on Twitter. So... I don't know. Like, I'm a, Jared, you've been around Jazz Twitter longer than I. I'm just some guy that you've been around the around. longest, and you and you're clearly the horniest, Jared. So give us your. Are you are you being serious right now? Like, what, no, what did no, I even no, do? I'm not being. I'm not being serious. At all. It was just a really good transition. It, it was a really good transition. If, if who is coming in next, I call him the horniest on Jazz Twitter. It was just. No, no, it happened to be no, the wrong place, the wrong place, at the wrong time. That's that. That's my dating life. I'm a, what, or, what do you think, Jared? I'm a, I mean, right I'm a, you right do know more. <laughs> you do know about the. You do know about Jazz Twitter than I do. So. Um, this is the I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm waiting. In I haven't even really. I guess I haven't been on enough to have noticed the horniness. Apparently, <laughs> um, <laughs> this might be the best breakdown segment we've had the whole time. Is how horny is Jazz Twitter? <laughs> no, I mean, um, I'm just saying. Like, I, I kind I kind of was like reading, like watching a little bit, and then all of a sudden, like today, there was a couple of examples that came out. And I was like, wow, this is like this is this is. This is really you're, happening. You're right going to need to give me a breakdown of all this stuff because well, I, I like I haven't out. been paying. No, no, no. I mean, off air. Off air. There was a couple polls going around that had some interesting respondees. Very Dude, I told you. I knew, I knew that's what you were talking about, too. I knew yeah. that was what you are talking yeah. about, too. Ooh, and yeah. I, interesting. And I, I even I even The polls. Have you guys seen that? You guys have seen that TikTok, right? Where the guy's like, yeah. I told you to work, work the, the polls. polls. The polls! Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of TikTok, well, who, has, who has a TikTok now? <laughs> oh, he does? I've always had a TikTok. I just I just never made a TikTok. And 
I, I don't even use it that much because my ex-girlfriend loves to send me TikToks. I had to download it so I can watch them. I also have a TikTok. Check it out. I don't know my handle, but look for me. Is it at Dragon Squatch or is it at um, I, DJ, DJ Dragon Squatch? I don't know. It's numbers. Mm-hmm. I hope you're DJ Dragon Squatch. <laughs> oh, user it's all four, it's all numbers. User four, user four six nine seven two three niner. <laughs> you're niner. A robot. I don't um, even know. I, I I love I love TikTok. Like I'm not gonna lie. I've got no shame. It's it's as we say around this house. It's the best TV show in town. Um. <laughs> uh, um so yes, I'm a horny Twitter. Um. Uh, thank you for for being there. It's cuffing season. I hope it works out for. All of you. Um, I, I call I, this jazz fans are always happy and cuffing season. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I think I'm a. I, yeah, I, it's just so funny that I know. Like, I thought that's what you were talking about, Logan, and I wasn't quite sure. That's but so then funny. you said that, and I was like, oh, yep, that's what he's talking about. So, no, I mean, I mean, there was others, there's been other stuff like you're kind of going on, and you're kind of like reading between the lines here, and then all of a sudden, like, I think this might be happening. Then all of a sudden, you see it, and you're like, wow, this is all of my thoughts confirmed all at once. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Well, you know, you know what's kind of hilarious, though, is like, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I'm, I'm, again, I, if, if any of the horny Jared I mean, not, not the three of us on here, but the Jared, I, I will tell you what just happened. Logan. Jared, I, I will tell you what happened here. You said, you know what's hilarious, and then your mic just cut off, and it was just like uh, <laughs> nothing is. And I was like, you're right, that hilarious. is hilarious. Nothing is funny. Get back to the player options, supermax talk, and do it. Exactly. And do it. And do it. Oh now. my goodness. He's, uh, he's, right. he's, 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 he's raising his hand in the group chat like who's calling me <laughs> really, again again I, 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 there's a lot of who like cuts the mic off on purpose yeah, if, if there's anything in jazz twitter who like you know there's a lot of things i take issue with i'm not by any means criticizing these horny these horny jazz tweet tweet tweeters i'm just saying like know. it's which is like a hell of an observation <laughs> to make and it always feels good when your theory you know come true so i'm not yeah. You know, be horny with each other. Do it. It's all panned out. It's all panned out. Is that, is that, that's actually like Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Be horny to each other. <laughs> all right, folks. Um, uh, this is a bogus well, journey. Uh, on, on that note, um, uh, go and follow um, uh, Jared Barker at Go the Distance 49 uh, and at Jazz High Notes on Facebook. Follow our fan page. I don't know what our fan page does, but we have one. So uh, that's cool. We, we sometimes send out messages about this episode or yeah well there you go see i mean yeah it was facebook it says what is what it is it'll be you'll be reminded of us hey yeah uh soon to be tiktok superstar um uh he'll probably he has more views than i do it's a dragon squatch on uh twitter and user 6969 on tiktok or dj dragon squatch would be a good name do that one dj Uh, dragon squatch that's good yeah. I do. I, you know, I, there, there was. I, I would be remiss also if you guys didn't let me di- dip into my nugget pouch twice more since you didn't let me do it last week either. So just real quick, real quick, double dip, double dip the nuggets. Um, our boy Antonio McDice. It should just be McDice's nuggets. Um, <laughs> if you didn't, if you didn't know, and I'm sure you didn't, because why would anyone know that Antonio McDice's middle name is Keith Flynn? Uh, <laughs> I think I'm saying that right. It's Keith Flynn. And also, my second dip, uh, his son's name, Artavius. So just a couple, couple of dice the chip. Artavius. Couple double dip the nug- chip. Yeah, couple, <laughs> couple, couple nuggets for your, couple nuggets for your night. Artavius Sabonis. Um, Artavius Sabonis. Yeah. Keithlin. I think I'm yes. saying that right. <laughs> Keithlin. Uh, so that's the nugget, flexible. Oh. the nugget pouch himself. Um, uh, Dragon Squatch or Nugget Pouch is a good um uh, TikTok name. So. Um, I'm who transcript man on IG and Twitter for all. So I posted, I got a new job and then I got like a bunch of people following me on Twitter. Please don't do that. Like, uh, <laughs> if you're following me for stuff, for my new job, I, I highly doubt like uh, my, my Twitter is just horny Twitter is all it is. And so now, now I feel like I have to make a new Twitter because I'm like, Oh crap. People are going to follow me because they think I have sports news and they're thinking about talking about like, <laughs> Utah football. And I'm going to be breaking news and who's uh, yeah. They're, 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 well, they're going to find out that all, that all I do is follow only fans accounts on Twitter. And then uh, they're going <laughs> to be very disappointed that yeah. the content they get. So one, one, one special known thing about the TikTok is if you notice a lot of them will say, check out his, his frequently liked 
always check out the frequently liked when available. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I am glad who that you 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 gave a shout to the new job because I was going to make sure you, you you snuck that in here. But we need you know we'd be we need to give our our guys some congratulations here on getting on the KSL team. So it's a long time coming and it's it's long overdue. And uh, you're going to do a hell of a job there, and, and we're all excited for it. So. Oh, thanks. Uh, uh, see, uh, when people are nice to me, it makes me feel very uncomfortable. And I have imposter syndrome, I know, and I'm working on it. But thank you. I, I appreciate everybody uh, throwing out the love. And You um, must uh, play a lot of Among Us imposter syndrome. I, yeah, I, I know. And, um, yeah, and so, um, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, hopefully that doesn't change what happens on this pod. It might. We'll see. Uh, we don't know yet. But, I've, got, you know, I've, got, I've got a workaround in mind. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Can I be Tori Ellis? Uh, yeah, if you want to, but I, that also, yeah, Tori Ellis. Would I be? Would I, I, be, I, would, I, I would I be? Would I be? You'd be would I be Robert, Robert Whaley? Whaley? Yeah. Whatever his character <laughs> name was, like Steve Johnson or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we will catch you folks later, and we'll see you guys next time. I like how you both what, said Robert Whaley at the same time. Yeah, what, that, in, we harmonized Robert Whaley. Exactly. A couple of humpback orcas in the in the uh, in the in the nights the nights sound section of Walmart. <laughs> <laughs>